The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that armadillos have powerful hind legs that allow them to jump higher than a house? But actually, armadillo houses are super tiny, so it's not actually it's not very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early and see some cool merchandise, visit us at armadillo.club. Wheel of Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Mike Sparkman. And today we're talking about chapters 30 through 33 of A Memory of Light, book 14 of A Wheel of Time. Previously, the Sean Chan are in the mix and just don't get along with anyone. Matt is basically running non-stop damage control, and if Matt is the one running interference, you know shit's going to go off the rails. <laughs> Also, Min gets a questionable promotion in Shan Chan society, having been named the Imperial Doomseer. One by one, the great captains are removed from command as the result of Grendel's dreamside brain working are revealed. But luckily, Matt is there to swoop in and pick up pieces. Again, an indication of how fucking dire things are <laughs> that Matt is the one cleaning up. So we're down Bashir, Brian, and Agelmar. Uh, so uh, anyone around for a pulse check on Ether all day? Because... Uh, Things are looking good. Yeah, he wasn't doing that great before, anyway. No. <laughs> like, could could you tell, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. could you tell if something was wrong with him? Grendel probably showed up, did a scan of his brain, and was like, eh, I don't even need to bother. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, I guess it sank in really slowly, but during the meeting between Egwene and Fortuana, they were shouting at each other, and Matt decided to cool things down by touching Egwene's boobs. Uh-huh. Like, like, I only recently realized that's what he did. He was like, he was like, I, I touched her in the chest, you know, in a spot that would make Fortuana pretty mad. Uh-huh. Like, that's how he chilled the whole situation out. I mean, he redirected the anger, I think, is the idea, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess it worked. <laughs> yeah. A very mad plan. For a second there, they were both so angry at him that they forgot to be angry at each other. Problem <laughs> yeah. solved, right? Exactly. <laughs> Just like two rivers back home. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 30, The Way of the Predator, Icon of the Wolf. Perrin is searching all over the dream world for Slayer. He's using his www, his worldwide wolf web. Yeah. And it's working great, actually, right? Yeah, yeah, because Slayer is poking and prodding and trying to find a way in, but the, the wolf network keeps keeps notifying Perrin. But it's a high latency connection is the problem, right? Right, yeah, Perrin shows up a little late. Yeah. And then uh, El Elias, a.k.a. Longtooth, right? That's his name, right? Long, yeah, Longtooth is what he calls himself. Yeah. Were you about to say Longbottom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Elias Longbottom. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, shows up in the dream and warns him of Grendel at Iteralde's camp. And Perrin shows up at Iteralde's camp and clocks what Grendel is up to uh, and tells Elias about it. That So I guess I guess Perrin didn't really realize this before. We just knew it. That Grendel is messing with the, the dreams of the great captains that are in charge of the the light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I guess he's. I guess everyone's kind of coming to it on their own, one by one, as uh, as we go around. But uh, yeah, parent parent just now figures it out. Yeah, and then he gets news: Slayer is attacking at the Pit of Doom again. So Parent is off. He's throughout this. He's he's still kind of puzzling at this, like passing through back to the reality thing. And it, it's interesting because he says like he can almost feel that it's something he should be able to do, or so that, like like it's one of those things where. He, maybe he knows how to do it, but he doesn't know yet. Maybe, like I can't. I wonder if it's like a pattern nudging him or something. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know. What what could it be? What what has he done in the past that is similar to you know 
traveling between the dream world and stuff. Nothing that I can think of, right? Like, this is a weird one. Um, but but also, he's, he's also starting to suffer from some kind of weird effects of being in the dream so long. Like, he can feel that he's tired, but he can't sleep because he's in the dream. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's also kind of hard to tell how long he's been here, which... Like if we're if we're looking at where things are, it could have been anywhere from like a few days to a few weeks, right? Yeah, he yeah. said they've almost finished their rations. Yeah, but time moves differently in there, as we know. And differently depending on where in the dream they are relative to the world. Too apparently around Rand, time is moving super weird. That is true. Yeah. So it's just all messed up, and Perrin doesn't even try to keep track of it. No. Does anybody else feel like? The parent dream world thing's getting a little repetitive. It's the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's about time to wrap that up. You know, this yeah. is like one of those things where it was really cool and I liked the idea, but it's like, all right, all right. This could have been like two chapters. It yeah. definitely reminded me of like in the first books where Rand was having the same dreams over and over about the Dark One. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whenever Slayer shows up and then they fight for a little while and then Slayer runs away. And we find uh, out yeah. more, and they write more about how cool Perrin is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it feels like the Slayer thing needs to get wrapped up. We know Perrin's going to deal with the Grendel thing. It seems likely, so let's uh, let's get about it, right? Yeah, it seems like everybody gets a piece of Grendel here. Grendel's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then we get to Rand, uh, who is sword fighting with Moradin. He was totally right. This All the sword training was important. Yep. Yeah. He's how like, about that? He's like, you know, it would have been hard to do this one-handed sword fighting if I hadn't just been practicing my one-handed sword fighting. I, yeah, I... <laughs> Somehow he knew deep inside him that he was going to have to go up against somebody just as kind of dense as he is that was just <laughs> willing to sword fight him for the fate of the universe. Yeah. Uh, a time is you know dragging slowly around them. Uh, neither of them are channeling for unspecified reasons. But I guess the Dark One is also throwing like reality shifts to trip him up, literally and figuratively. Right. Yeah. And uh, that as that happens, like reality shifts around them, and Rand slips towards the void and accidentally touches it, and all goes black. Which I assume means he's just dead, right? Yeah, that's the end, right? So I guess the series is over. Yeah. The Dragon Reborn was eaten by the shadow. Yeah, yeah. the next 500 pages are actually blank. <laughs> that would be baller. Yeah. That would be the ultimate move. Oh, <laughs> it, 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 it's like, like it, it ends with like mid-sentence and then there's just like you know, 300 uh, pages of nothing. The Sopranos ending. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been amazing if Robert Jordan was like, fuck it, I'm dead. I'm just going to piss yeah. you guys off after just 14 done. books. Got him. Yeah. <laughs> Then cut to Elaine, who is losing. Uh, they won battle one. They slaughtered all those Trollocs, but they're losing battle two because they just can't. They can't turn around and fight another battle so soon. Yeah, I mean, like they 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 they're going from one hopeless fight to a second hopeless fight, like back to back. It's a lot, you know. Yeah, and they're they're out of ammo. They're out of channeling juice. And Oki are dying, which makes me so sad. Yeah, so sad. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're born so rarely. Yeah. Yeah. And but then they are rescued because Logan and the Black Tower shows up. Yay. They found out in a, what I'm going to call a, a bit of Sanderson plotting. Uh -huh. they, they found out about the ambush for Elaine's troops in like uh, Mazentane's notes or something. Yeah. They yeah, decided yeah. to come over here and help. I found out. some notes that said they were going to have an ambush. And uh, <laughs> here we are. Yeah, in front of Kyrian. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. How did Mazentane know they were going to be a Kyrian? Yeah, this, uh, the, yeah they, they didn't know. The Shadow Forces of Darkness didn't know they were going to be fighting at Kyrian. This was a whole plan to lure them there. Yeah, so, yeah. But whatever. Uh, whatever. You know, whatever. It's fine. It. It's fine. And Elaine's like, well, you know, it's great that you guys are here, but like, ha, 
we need a miracle if we're going to save, the, if we're going to turn this thing around. And Anvil's yeah. like, come and write it, buddy. Slowcane's like, dragon fucker, you know who I am? Right. I'm your goddamn miracle. Let me introduce you to my main man, Androl. <laughs> By the way, that's what I'm calling Elaine from now on. The dragon fucker. Dragon fucker. <laughs> the literal dragon fucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I swear, they need to make a statue for Androl. Like, this guy, you know, he's, he's re- he delivers, you know? Yeah. Every time. Yeah, they, they link him up with a bunch of Aes Sedai and Ashaman. And he, I guess he just done done nothing but sit around and think about clever ways to use gateways. Yeah, because he opens up a gateway to the lava inside Dragon Mount, and and burns away the whole Trolloc army with a giant gouts of lava through the gateways. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I, okay. It reminds me of that time I ate the those Fritos, the like low calorie ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the gates of yeah. the, the gates of the Dragon Mount opened, <laughs> as we say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, this, this is a cool idea, and I, and I appreciate what he did, but, like, I feel like there's other ways he could have used this other than opening a lava portal, right? Yeah, they have a whole thing called Death Gates, which yeah. is specifically for this purpose. Right, yeah, I mean, like, not, if nothing else, he could have just opened, like, a, a giant uh, vertical, or was it horizontal, gate 100 feet instead of, like, opening it 100 feet in the air, right? I, I think the technical term for what he's doing here is stunting on the Trollocs. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, hitting him with lava. He's like, there's other ways I could do this, but, like... Yeah, but, but check this out. He also, like, he also makes a, a circle with... I guess this is probably the biggest circle that's been made in, like, 3,000 years, right? Yeah, with a lot of, like, 13 Aes Sedai and 14 Nashaman or something like that. Yeah, so this is, like, he's got... This is the first time Andros had real power behind him. So, like, yeah. he's probably in a in a mood to, 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 <laughs> to have some right, fun, yeah. right? I'm going to put the pedal to the metal on this one. Yeah, so he makes a massive lava field barrier, essentially, right? So yeah, that, and, then, and then, like, makes two more to, like, cut off the Trollocs' escape. And then uh, Elaine rushes to finish off the remaining Trollocs. As they regroup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, way to go. That, yeah. That guy, Andral. I still don't know exactly where he's from or who he is, but uh, he's, Does, yeah. he's solid. You always want Andral around. Yeah. yeah. Right? He's very handy. Handy Andral. Yeah. Andral. Andral. Chapter 31. A Tempest of Water. Icon of the Trollocs. Uh, Elaine gets the uh, the battle of news uh, about what's going on with the, her battle in Kandor. Uh, Gareth Bryan is missing. She can't find him. It's important. Yeah, so so uh, Gwen is like something's up here. I'm gonna go find Gareth Bryan. Not in his command tent. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's hmm, fine. Funny. It's fine. Uh, the, she gets the news that Matt has been fighting the Trollocs and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, the cavalry do actually arrive. No thanks to Gareth Bryan. Uh, yeah. Led by none other than than Matt. Yeah. Yeah. And Egwene is fighting the Trollocs with scalding water. Uh, which I guess oh, seems kind of weak, right? Yeah, it does. Is that better than fire? I don't think so. You know, or the earth. Like she's yeah, I feel she like can she's do got, stuff with metal. Yeah, she's got way better tricks than this. But yeah. maybe you know, she's getting tired. Maybe this is maybe it's like low hanging fruit. You know, she's been doing this for days. It's just boring. <laughs> just trying to mix it up a little bit, right? Just like Andral was doing, and you guys were making fun of him for it. <laughs> Fair enough. Good Fair point. Uh, They're hard pressed anyway, though. And then Min shows up. With her uh, Shanshan guard slash captors. Oh, there's another another cameo though. Uno shows up again, by the way. Yeah, Uno's still around. Where yeah, go? yeah. He escaped the uh, the 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 crushing defeat that Egwene witnessed by swimming. <laughs> he and his <laughs> people swim swam away. So yeah, otherwise not not great news. Yeah. Yep. Min gives Egwene Matt's message about Gareth Bryan, uh, but Egwene just totally blows her off. Yeah, she blows it off and is like, "Wait, now where is he?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really gotta talk to that guy though. Yeah. Like, like Gawain laughs it off, and like, 
<laughs> but being honest, this is reason enough to take it seriously, right? right? You're on Gwen's side. You got to rethink. Yeah, <laughs> but she refuses to listen. Yeah, and she likewise blows off Matt's uh, request slash order that he should take command, which again is really stupid. I'm almost starting to admire Egwene's like hard headedness about this stuff. Like, she will always choose the wrong choice. Yeah. It seems like okay. right now. No, I wouldn't go that far, but but like you, you guys know, I am generally pro Egwene, but this this was very frustrating to me because well, it was she, like she knows what Matt is, like she's she's stuck on this idea of what Matt was, and she knows Matt isn't that anymore, right? Like she does. So at this point, she should know, right? Because at this point, she's been present for a lot of Matt's big damn hero moments, right? Yes. She was at the Stone of Tears. She was at Falm. She she's seen what the the band of the Red Hand can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, she even, I think she knows about the Foxhead Medallion, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just Egwene can't accept a decision that she didn't make. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what it is. It's just, it's just like, she doesn't like getting orders. Yeah. Uh, so either way, she refuses and sends men back to Matt and it resumes looking for her missing general. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who's totally not a dark friend. Yeah, don't worry, Matt. I've totally got this on lockdown. Just as soon as I find my dark friend general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we cut to Iteralde at the... Def- the, at the defense of Thakandar. He's using pike and crossbow squares. This is like early modern tactics. This is awesome. Yeah. It's going great, too. He's, he's got this down. Yeah. Uh, his dreams are making him lose his nerve and uh, lust for the taste of flesh. Yeah, these dreams cool. were... It's like his family is, is being uh, attacked and then consumed, and he's like... Eh, and then that went in. <laughs> so yeah, uh, cool. all day. Like yeah. things are just getting worse and worse. I feel like even among like the mind screw generals, he gets it the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just like like oh man. But you know, he 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 does. It's interesting because he's still he's still got his PTSD tremors, tremors. Yes, but he he seems to be like doing solid tactics, right? Like he's he's winning in his in his yeah, own Yeah, but right? he's, he, here he's like, he's resisting giving a, the wrong order, right? Because he knows that if he orders them to fall back or to do a pseudo, like do a suicidal charge, uh, then it'll be suicidal, right? They'll all, they'll all die. But I he's want, like compelled to do it by these horrible dreams. I wonder why he's able to recognize it when, when the others weren't. Well, remember, he also thinks like, I should give up command because I'm, I'm clearly not right in the head and he can't do it. Yeah. So I, I think this, this is the first time we've seen inside one of their heads while this is happening, right? Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Is it? I think we saw Gareth Bryan do some stuff, but it wasn't... Yeah. I think he was talking it. Talking about it, though. Like, holy shit, why is... Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, it's part of his his brain what's, what's going on, you know? Uh, and then, but he manages to resist ordering that charge, and it's a good thing he did because there's an all-Mirdral attack. Yeah. Yeah. Where did they get all of these Mirdral, right? I... They have so many people. What have they been eating all the time? Mere draw are us. And Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> and people and Skittles. Mere draw loves Skittles. But at that point... Everybody loves Skittles. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't, right? Yeah. Except the, What's the, that face? Everybody loves Skittles. They get stuck in your teeth. Are, I don't like that part. No, Skittles are like D-list candy. What? No, no, they no, are no, the, no. What are y'all talking okay. about? They're, they're the best gas station candy. I, You're uh, crazy. I, I, would take, I would take gas station like chocolate bar over gas station Skittles. Though mm. I, I'm a chocolate fan, you know, like Snickers, you can get a Snickers, Skittles. Anywhere. I would do Starburst over Skittles. Mm. Really? They're yeah. Still stuck in your teeth. Yeah, uh, but Skittles, Skittles are also gross. Stuck you have to unwrap them individually. Like Skittles are just free. Right? <laughs> There's no encumbrance. So Maybe you would I take like ga- the process, Jeff. <laughs> you would take gas station Skittles over gas station M&Ms? Oh, yeah. M&Ms are gross. Oh, 
What? Interesting. Yeah, okay. Well, so wrong. I have to agree to disagree. I guess. <laughs> uh, okay, we're pivoting this podcast. <laughs> Gas Station Candy. Yeah. <laughs> Gas Station Candy. Yep. New direction. Yeah, and then uh, he feels compelled to give an order to retreat after, like, the charge. He, he resists the order to give the charge, and then the mirror drawl are attacking the pike formations, and then he gives him an order. He wants to give him an order to retreat, which he knows will be suicidal also. He and tries he, to turn over command at this point, as you mentioned. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, he can't. He's about to give the order when a bunch of wolves attack. Yeah. <laughs> and Elias runs up over a rock and pushes him off a cliff. <laughs> and then he gets dragged away by wolves. <laughs> oh okay, <my> cool. <laughs> like, like, you gotta imagine, like, what does this look like, right? I know, like, the, his second in command, who's like, you know, the general's acting pretty funny, and then, like, this crazy bearded wild man jumps up over <laughs> a rock and pushes him off a cliff, and then the wolves drag him away. <laughs> Oh what is going on now? Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Poor <laughs> <laughs> all day. Yeah, this is so bad. <laughs> but he's okay. He falls off the cliff and he's okay. And the wolves take care of him. They like they bite him, but like in a really nice way. <laughs> they took his arms and gentle mouths. <laughs> <laughs> then back to Egwene. Egwene observes the battle and finally admits to herself that that Matt can be trusted. Right? Yeah. Like this is how long it takes to sink in to Egwene. The, you know, the truth. Yeah. Remember, yeah, this is like, she remembers all of the numerous times that Matt, despite his reputation for being kind of an asshole, has done some heroic shit, right? Maybe he's worth listening to. Yeah. And then she also finally locates Gareth Bryan and quickly assembles the Hall of the Tower to sort this out. And then she confronts him about his mistakes and he kind of realizes he's screwing up and he can't stop it. Yeah. Because I, I think this is an interesting point because they don't, None of them even consider that it could be some magical power on their brain, right? Like, the, he knows he's making mistakes, and they, he keeps making them, and he doesn't know why. But he can't. Like, how would, how would you jump to the idea that there's an external force acting on you, right? Yep. It's, it's, uh, it's a tough one, yeah. Like he, like, he doesn't see it as clearly as the others, right? But, like, kind of feels something is wrong. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, it's gotta be a huge relief because if you don't, if there's not some external force acting on you, you just are completely screwing up the, the last battle to save the world, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they also get news of Bashir being a dark friend-ish, which, uh, which helps them out. And Egwene figures that it's compulsion, although I don't know if it's actually compulsion. You know? Yeah, I wonder about this. Close I, I, enough. Yeah, I, I mean, they can't, no one but Nynaeve can actually see compulsion, so I guess yeah. they don't know, right? So, yeah, maybe it is. I don't know if you could do that in dreams or whatever. Well, but, maybe it's not in dreams, because, well, no, no, we, we did see Grendel doing it in the dream, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And then they, so Gareth Bryan is relieved, uh, in both senses of the term. Right. And they realize that they have to, they, the only leader they can choose is one that cannot be compelled, and that would be one Matt from Coughlin. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I admit, I completely forgot that Matt was immune to this. Like, I was thinking, like, oh, they just must be, like, not taking Matt seriously, and that's why they haven't tried to mess with his brain or whatever. But, yeah, I forgot. The medallion right. thing, right? Yeah, that's the thing. And, and Rand is in, like, the time warp sword fighting with Moradin, and every time Grendel gets close to Perrin, he tries to hammer her to death. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter 32, a yellow flower spider, icon of the dice. A yellow flower spider? I don't think I've ever heard of that. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Matt observes the battlefield from above, courtesy of his new uh, Domine slave. Oh, uh, I know. When they're like, he used the Domine to hold, hold up a hole, I was like, just, just say slave. Like, yeah. yeah don't, don't use the word. The, yeah. We know what this is. Yeah. Uh, that's, um, that's gross. I, I, really, I really hope that this is not going in the direction where Matt says, yeah, you know, it's really nice to have these slaves. I kind of like it. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, not great. Uh, yeah. This slave, the Sharon slave, though, took to being a dominate immediately. This is the one that he captured, like, earlier, right? Four hours ago or something. Totally not oh, a spy of any sort. is that what this is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize that. The one that he just terminated or walked down. Ah, and then now she's his. Yeah, so I guess they are kind of slaves in, in Sharon or Shara or something like that. We still don't know what their social structure is like. That's right, yeah. Except they got cool tattoos. Sweet tattoos. He has earned Galgan's respect, such yeah. as it is. Yeah. Galgan promises to send crappy assassins first. <laughs> How touching, right? I, yeah, my, when he said that, my thought was like, Matt should just push this guy in the hole right now. <laughs> the guy just said he's going to try and kill you, right? In the two rivers, you respond to these things. Yeah, yeah I mean, in like Shanchen, though, that's like quite a compliment. Yeah, yeah I guess it But is. also in Shanchen, it's totally acceptable to assassinate your rivals, so why not, right? Yeah, do it, right? <laughs> just kick, kick, kick him in the rump, <laughs> push him through that hole. Problem solved. That would probably be like, that wouldn't be a classy way of doing it, right? I mean, yeah, I don't know what the rules are. So I think that's dumb, right? That is a dumb social structure because uh-huh. being good at assassination games does not equal being good at ruling empires or nope. running armies. Yeah, it does not. Ugh. But uh, Matt's he's, he's holding his own in the battle. He's getting it together. He decides to uh, use the gateways to invent FaceTime to meet with uh, <laughs> Egwene and right. Elaine. Starts FaceTime. He's like, well, they don't want to come here, and I don't want to go there, so let's do a FaceTime conversation. Yeah. Oh, also, Tuan is uh, playing with her new acquisition. Oh, oh I hate this. I hate this. I hate poor Tuana. I hate her so much. Yeah, yeah, she's having men do readings on people, then giving orders. So, for example, Min sees there's a guy who's going to get married soon, so Min orders him, sorry, Tuan orders him to the front lines and for, forbids him from getting married until the war is over. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't want to pull that thread too much, but I feel like Elaine would be really on board yeah, with that. This, this <laughs> Elaine, total Elaine logic. But, yeah. uh, but also, she uh, this almost has somebody executed when she sees that uh, he, this person might become a rival of hers. Yeah. And that's when Min's like, no, fuck that. You know, this is not cool. Right, yeah. She, she kind of, uh, I guess acts out her new position as a as someone who can say whatever she wants and, and gets four to one to back down. Yeah. Uh, and I just, ugh, I did not like, I did not like this. I didn't like the bit where Min's like, oh, that means he's going to get married. And four is like, don't tell me what it means. Just tell me the symbol. Yeah. Because she wants to interpret it the way that she likes. Right. Because mm-hmm. she's totally self-centered. Ugh, yep. Aggravating. This whole time, Matt is in his mind, Wondering why the Shanshan don't have boob-shaped armor for the women. Yep. Uh-huh. And, and thinking about how he asked the armor to make boob-shaped armor, and the armor looked at him like he's an idiot. Because <laughs> uh-huh. he's an idiot. Because <laughs> he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Isn't that, like, super dangerous? Wouldn't it, like, cave in and pierce somebody's skin? See, well, you usually want the armor to, like, to make the things, like, go away, right? You don't want them to, you don't want to channel them into your center of yeah. your chest. You want them to, like, glance off. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, right, the Romans famously, like, Roman generals would wear, like, chest armor that was, like, very, that looked like... Abs, abs and pecs yeah. and stuff. Mm. So there's a there's a an argument. They, they did it for prestige, you know. There's a, they they probably didn't want to get stabbed in it, but yeah, you know, it kind of makes sense if you're if you're making the armor for effect, which a lot of armor is when you're up in the higher levels of royalty. But also, Matt, come on, yeah. <laughs> dude. Matt just wants to do it. But he's not thinking about prestige. He's thinking about I want to see the boobs of the people. <laughs> Metal boobies. <laughs> <Yeah>. Metal boobies. <laughs> uh, I I think that this is. I think it's late enough in these books that I can make this determination. Fortuana is the worst. Yeah. Agreed. She's the yeah. worst. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've yeah. known that since the beginning. I, yeah. Remember how she refused to call Matt by his name for the longest time? Oh, that was aggravating. Yeah. And now yeah. she's even given him a new name. Yeah. 
It was some cool bits where she was running the Shanshan Empire and she seemed to have her crap together. She's well, she's not stupid, right? Like she's 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 clearly very capable and effective in her own way, but she's also pretty clearly kind of evil, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like homegrown evil. Like yeah, yeah. It's not like I'm I'm of the shadow evil, but like you know the human kind where you torture people yeah. and uh, you know yeah. kill anyone for your own gain. Yeah, she's yeah, got I, carte blanche, absolute power in a society that is full of shitheads. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like I mean, there's I guess there's like half a book left to go, but th- what this should be doing is it should be setting up the Shanshan in contrast to the Force of the Dark One to show that humanity is capable of great evil even without the influence of the Dark One. Mm-hmm. And or you should have the Dark One like. You, the Dark One created the Shan Shan by like tricking Harter Hawkwing into sending his forces across the sea, and he's for a thousand years Moradin has been creating this society of pure evil people, even though they themselves aren't dark friends. They could do that too. Yeah. But instead, they're just like, ah, oh, yeah, there's these people over here. They do slaves. Not a big deal. Yeah. That seems to be where the books are going. It feels like they kind of pulled the Sharans out of their butts too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Sharans have always been there, but yeah, like like there was no foreshadowing or or hints, as far as I could tell. That this is gonna be a that they were gonna be players on this field. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it feels like Robert Jordan changed his mind at the last minute and decided that they weren't gonna be fighting the Shan Chen; they were gonna be allying with the Shan Chen. It wasn't like built up that way, but it just I'm still confused about the Sharans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think that the the point with the Shan Chen and I don't know what that the Sharans I guess have been totally taken over by Demandred or whatever. But I right. I think where he was going with the Shan Chen is that. All of humanity, even cultures that hate each other, have to band together to fight the true evil. Yeah. yeah. And he just didn't do a good job of showing that the Shanshan are a culture that's not evil. Yeah. Which yeah. they just screamingly are by the standards of the books, of the culture of the books, and by our standards in real life. Yeah. They haven't provided any redeeming values for the Shanshan at no. all. None. I, yeah. I mean, we're kind, we're supposed to like Tuan, I guess. I, I don't anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Not that I ever did. Anyway, that's I guess that's tangential. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Matt is FaceTiming with Egwene and Elaine. They have uh, a little bit of a throne measuring contest. Yeah. Uh, Tuan's throne is much, much bigger, but you know, I mean, Egwene's throne is the Amalan seat, so it's kind of like a lot of gravitas, you know? It's true. Yeah. It's not the throne, it's the butt. <laughs> that's like, right. But Matt is the one leading this meeting for some reason. Yeah, I know. How did he find himself in this, in this scenario? Uh, they fill him in on the, the four-way screw job with the generals. And uh, then Matt says, well, your plan was good, but now it's boned, so it's time to regroup for the last stand, and picks semi-randomly on a map the field of Marilor. No. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting choice. I mean, they already, they're already they already set up there, so it's got some advantages, right? Yeah, it's, it's a good spot, isn't it? Yeah. Presumably they picked the fields of Marilor originally for a reason, which is, you know, defensive. It sounds like that something. place in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fields of Pelennor. <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but that's that's good. One big uh, last battle, as it were. Yeah, sounds like end of series material to me. Yep. Uh, so the dice are rolling in Matt's head once more. And I think we know what this one means. Yep. So we cut to Galad at the Kyrian battlefield. Um, Laying his friend Trom to rest. Trom yeah. has been around for a while now. Trom was one of the, I was about to say one of the good ones, but there aren't any good white cloaks. I mean, there's no white cloaks, right? And he's the, one of the least shitty white cloaks. Maybe? Yeah, one yeah. of the less shitty white cloaks. The, he's thinking about how they they won the battle, but it was been, it was very hard fought, and it's hard to call it a victory. Uh, he's also thinking about how right he is all the time, but and how he's realized that sometimes other people 
think they're right, but they aren't, and that it's really righteous of him to realize that. Yeah. But also, he, but okay, okay. In his defense, he's also like, well, you know, people, as long as they try their best, that's that's good enough, maybe, you know? Like, okay, let we have to measure him against the other tray cans, remember? <laughs> I just like to think he was, like, slowly jerking it to his own righteousness the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you right. know what? He's, like, laying his friend to rest, and he catches a glimpse of his own image in the guy's polished shield. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> But he's like he's gained some humility and some empathy for his his troops, right? Like yeah, these are big strides. For yeah, the like he he actually seems to care about his soldiers. So like, but again, you know, measured against the other trick hands, I think Gal- Galad might be the best trick hand, right? He, he yeah. does genuinely seem to like Perrin. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I love he he has this passing thought where he's like, I miss Perrin because you know I'm talking to all the other people. I can't tell if I'm offending them. Never felt like I was offending Perrin. <laughs> yeah. I think I should. I think I'll move into the two rivers when we're all done here. Oh, I saw <laughs> like, that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. I don't think that'll go well. <laughs> there is some bad history there, but you know we can work through that. Yeah. Sure, you nobody sure. wants you, the lad. <laughs> then uh, Elaine and her guys uh, try to convince themselves that they won. Uh, they they decide to kind of spin this as a big victory. I guess for troop morale, right? Yeah, that's important. Makes sense. And they know that Marilor is going to be worse. Yup. Gonna be rough. Chapter 33. The Prince's Tabak. Icon of the Horn of Valir. Perrin and Slayer dream duel in the sky. Yeah, they're, in, they're like in a thunderstorm, literally inside of a thunderstorm while they're dueling, which this, is pretty, pretty cool. This is pretty epic. This whole yeah. thing's very kind of like anime. Yeah, they're like on, like jumping from cloud to cloud, swinging and yeah, teleporting. teleporting and, yeah, changing yeah. shape and using their powers. They Their fight takes them across country, eventually to like the bottom of the sea where the, the, the ocean waters spread apart for them and they fight on the bottom. Yeah, they, there's a they, they kind of like side chat a little bit, but you know you you learn that Slayer is like super bought into this Dark One thing, right? He's not just yeah. a, he's like, oh no, the Dark One's great, guys, you know. Yeah, parents like you know he's just gonna throw you away when he's done with you, and Slayer's like, nah, I wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. No, okay, Slayer's for someone who's lived in the shadow as long as Slayer, he's seen a lot of people get <laughs> get discarded yeah. and, and 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 fucked. I don't. I mean, it's it's. It's hard to see how he could be sticking in with this, yeah. you know. He also talks about how he's like the apex predator, uh-huh. and well, that you know that's he's that's how you, I don't know, that's that's how you do this is you 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 be the predator that eats other predators, and that's how you be the best. He's also a little whiny about it. He's like, if you had had the childhood that I had, yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, all right, man. Yeah, uh, but you know, I guess we get a little bit of insight into what Slayer is going. I think Slayer just likes slaying. You know, I mean, it's and in his name, right? Yeah. You, just, yeah, you don't call yourself Slayer if you don't like slaying. He could, he could just say that, right? He just, I just like the job. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really care who I work for. Just like killing. Yeah. <laughs> then Perrin is so weary from all the fighting that he actually stumbles up and gets shot in the back and by then... Perrin, by Slayer, and shifts away. So I guess there are consequences for him having been doing this for so so long. Yeah, I wonder if Slayer gets tired. I mean, Slayer. Slayer knows how to get out and rest, right? No, oh, that's true. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. he pops you into go, the real world. And go to the place where you can sleep, uh, you know, eight hours in one hour or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he that's probably knows a place like that, right? Yeah. And then we cut to Fael, who is supervising the covert loading of the Horn of Valir onto a wagon at Tarvalon. She thinks about the irony of the fact that she started all this as like a hunter for the horn, <laughs> and so now she's like carting the thing around. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's she pretty. She found cool. it. She did it. Yeah. Uh, Vanden's acting kind of sketchy about the horn. I know, I'm a little worried about that. Yeah, okay, like, if this guy turns out to be a dark friend, it's not, like, a huge surprise, right? Like, he's a horse thief, and he's, Mm -hmm. like, clearly, like, 
never been super bought into the good guy thing. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't want him to be a dark friend. I like Venom, but, like, I also wouldn't be, like, you know, blown yeah. away. Oh, no. I, I think he's just figured out that they're they're smuggling something. Yeah, I think I that's that's my take. Is he, he's either a dark friend or he's really, like, to him, it's really obvious that this box is not what they say it is. Yeah. And he's, like, curious. Because they're pretending that it's just the... The tobacco that Matt wants, and he just can't be without it. And it's here in Tarvalon, in the in the strong rooms underneath Tarvalon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, for some reason, Egwene had a secret store of Two Rivers tobacco. Okay, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and yeah. So they loaded up. There's also like earthquakes happening, which you know, I guess just the world falling apart. I think this is Andral sucking all that lava out from underneath oh. Dragonfall. <laughs> I oh, think man, you did you're this. You're probably right. Oh, yeah, that's, right. That, that's totally. I didn't even think about that. You're totally right. <laughs> I mean, that's somebody else's problem, right, Andrew? Hall? <laughs> yeah, somebody else's problem. Like the lava's got to go. Some kind of come from somewhere, right? Yeah. And then they uh, they're taking a caravan to Marilor, and they they get stuck in customs for a little bit. So yeah. Like, <laughs> have to wait in one of those long security lines at the gateway pavilion. Ugh, yeah. I've been there. The worst. Yeah. And of course, the the gate the gate agent hassles them. He's like. Oh, where are you sending this stuff? Oh, it doesn't sound like the right place for it. It's like, yeah. just do your fucking job, please. Yeah, come on. You have one job. Open the fucking portal. <laughs> yeah. This is why it takes three hours to get through here. Yeah. And so, but as they're opening the portal, there's a crazy attack by crystal spikes from the ground. Yeah, with like smoke or something inside. Yeah, they've yeah. got smoky human forms screaming inside of them. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Horrible. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Yeah, so these, these it sounds almost like obsidian. There's like spikes of, of black crystal that are razor sharp and... Cutting people and yeah, so this, vehicles this could and be one of those bubbles of evil. That sort of thing just happens. Mm-hmm. Or, it also could be an attack because this whole thing goes sideways. Yeah, this this feels very well. Maybe the dark one. Maybe the bubbles of evil aren't entirely random. Maybe the dark one does have some influence over where things are happening, and he yeah. knows this is an important place. That could you know? be it. Yeah. The, Either way, or maybe the horn is just so important it attracts them. One of those things could be that too. Yeah, like the 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 the, the threads of fate are centering around the horn. Yeah. But uh, so Fail and the Red Arms, who are helping her guard the uh, tabac, they rush through the gate to get away from the, the spikes killing everybody. Uh, it's but it's not Marilor. It's not Marilor. It's the Blight. Oh, shit. Yeah, they probably should have brought a Chandler with them, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, she died. No, that wasn't that wasn't the one they brought with them. That was just the, the, the gate agent. Oh, okay. Which I guess was a dark friend, right? If, we white... if she opened the gate and it opened to the well, blood. Said, I read it again. It said that the, right when she was opening the gate, she got stabbed in the foot by an evil crystal. So maybe she just flubbed it, right? She just like opened the gate in the wrong spot because she got stabbed in the foot at the right time. Maybe. Because that, that's not a good, because they'll be able to look through and say, hey, that's the blight right before they ride through, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, uh, uh, what is it? One, one of the, the people with them does actually say, well, I don't know where that's going, but we got to go, you know? Uh, yeah, because they were chased through by the crystals. Right, right. So, so well, they, did, they did catch on that it wasn't Marilor they were going to, but... Yeah, or, or maybe somebody made another gateway, like right in front of it, like a oh, centimeter in front of it. How would yeah. you even notice? You wouldn't know. Yeah, gateway yeah. in front of gateway. Uh, but I, I don't know what happened. They're in the blight now. Yep. Which is not uh, particularly close to where they want to be. Yep. Yeah, they could be. I mean, where, how long does it, how far does the blight go? They could be like five thousand miles away or something, right? Yeah, I mean, they could be north of Shara. You know, they could yeah. be on the other side of the world. The blight's everywhere. So we're gonna find out. Yep. Then Avienda is at Thakandar in the camp. Uh, as an aside, we find out that Itral they wandered back into camp and said the wolves took good care of me, <laughs> and they took him into custody. He's like, okay, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean I don't have to fight anymore? That's great. <laughs> 
and she senses some channeling in the camp and finds, uh, tracks it down and finds some of those anti-Aiel outside Darlin's hut. Yeah, It's funny because she, she sees Aiel, she's like, oh, hey, bros, how's it going? And, <laughs> and they're like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course they attack, yeah. Yeah, they, they attack her, they almost get her, but she's rescued by Cad Swain. Yeah, and we finally, we get it confirmed that these bad guys are the ones, are the male channelers that the Aiel would send out into the yeah, light to just die. Yeah, so they, they, they've been rounded up and, and turned or made crazy or something. And turn into these anti-Aiel. Yeah. So we can add this to the very short list of things that Cat Swain has done to help things, I guess. I would say two things. Yeah. Was, this would be the second thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, Cat Swain kills them by stopping their hearts, which is a little... She's like, you know, some people might call that evil, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but... I mean, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah. But fuck you, I got shit to do. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it, she makes a great point. She's like, is this worse than burning someone to ashes? Yeah, I mean, maybe not. That's, I guess not. I mean, it's sort of... They're equally dead, just right? Just a little bit more disturbing because you could just do that to someone without yeah. even knowing you did it, right? She's like, it's like the healing trick, but you do it in reverse. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, cool. I think I'd rather die of a heart attack than being turned into, burned into ashes. True. It's probably well, it like... how fast it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean... True. It's probably a little bit less painful. I think being burned alive is probably one of the worst ways to die. What if it's like super hot and you turn to ash in like a second or something? That's you know? true. If you're flash fried and instantly killed, then maybe not. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Then they also rumble Grendel or Hesalam or whatever she... I don't know what she prefers to call herself right now, so I don't know what to call her. I don't think she has a choice. I think she's being called Hesalam by, by choice. I'm uh, sorry, by, by force. So I, I would guess that she'd prefer Grendel she got to pick. Because that's the name she picked for herself originally, right? That's a good point. It's not her original name. Yeah. But either way. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, she is, she's just doing her plan, right? She's, she was messing with Darlin's mind because he's in charge now. Yep. High Lord Darlin. And, but uh, Avienda tries to get her, but they fight for a little bit and she escapes by whatever that not traveling trick is. They say, yeah. they say she folds. I don't know what that looks like, but yeah, that's, that seems to be her passing back into the dream, I guess. Oh, that's got to be it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. She goes back into the dream. Yeah. So I guess they need to pincer attack her. Like Perrin gets her from the dream and Avienda gets her from the real world. They're having some trouble coordinating though since Perrin can't communicate with the real world and they can't communicate with him in the well, dream. He can. He just has to shout. He has to yell really loud. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's a sudden attack all over the camp channeling everywhere uh, she has a quick meeting with Darlin where they decide that uh, well Grendel's been messing with your mind like she's been messing with everybody's mind so no clever plans do the stupidest thing you can think of <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't try and do anything smart he's like got it <laughs> yeah yeah. And she says we just hold we hold here it's pretty good and then she's off to fight those channelers yeah they make a they make a channeler circle and go hunting yeah Time to hunt some evil Aiel. So it's good. So I think we've, 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 the forces of light have figured out the Grendel meddling, and so they won't get got by that again, which is nice to know. But she's still a problem that needs solving, right? Yeah. Someone I, needs to solve the Grendel problem. I assume Parent's just going to get her, and the way it's going is he's going to, like, get her by accident or something, <laughs> you know? I, I wonder. Like like, I was trying to hammer, hammer this big nail in, but then Grendel was there, and I. <laughs> then her head was there. I don't know what happened because he wouldn't kill her on purpose. Because yeah, you know, she's a girl. She's a girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But she's an ugly girl now. That's true. She's an ugly girl now, so it's fine, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I don't know what's going to come of that because Grendel's been really slippery. I think she's been much more effective since she got Hesalamed. Yeah. I agree. 
So that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to cover chapters 34 through the first part of chapter 37, The Last Battle, because it is so long that we could not cover it in one episode. Yeah, this, this thing is like 200 pages, and we, you know, we considered dropping a three-hour episode, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, did, we didn't think we could talk that long, so we're breaking it into four episodes. <laughs> yeah. If you have the most recent paperback edition, it ends on page 703. If you have the old school hardback edition, it ends on page 640. I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The the light light illuminates you.